Hello and welcome back to the Return of the Empire podcast presented by Sacktown Sports. I am your host, beat writer covering the 49ers for Sacktown Sports 1140, Emiliano Emil for Goso. And of course, I am joined by my producer, my co-host, the amazing, wonderful Nate Littlefield. Hey guys, how's it going today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking everybody. I'm very happy to be here. And let's talk some... Oh, I broke with this pen I have. (laughs) Uh, It's because I was nervous, I think. But uh, this might be one of the last shows we do before we're live on air. Yeah. September 5th is our debut. Correct. Of our show. Next Tuesday. On the air. Yeah. Um, It's kind of weird that... I guess I, I joined the show late so i didn't get to name it but did you get to name the show return of the empire i did okay yeah, i did yeah because return of the roar return of yeah. the roar return of the empire it was it was it was simple and it made sense and I, it was a name that hadn't been taken so which is always a, always a challenge yeah i'm just thinking of name i couldn't think of anything funny so i won't say anything <laughs> uh but anyways we're here we're 49ers yeah. um, and today i brought some sticky notes so we can make some preseason right before the season yep well, this is like limbo preseason in between preseason and week one. It's, this is like the worst time. It's the preseason bye week. Yeah. That's what this is. You know what I hate? <laughs> Here we go. Bye weeks? No, I hate um, Thursday night football. You get Thursday night football and then those three, well, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's like three days. The, <laughs> that in between to that Sunday sucks. It's hard. It sucks, dude. It's like. Unless you like college football. Yeah, I mean, but. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest fan of college football. I'm not but. either. Like, I'll tune into the big stuff every once yeah. in a while. Uh, but I hate that time. I hate that. That's like limbo for me. It's like, okay, we get Thursday in. Awesome. And this Thursday matchup could potentially suck. The last three or four opening nights have not been good games. Yeah, they've been. Uh, they haven't lived up to potential. That's the problem yeah. is that there's so much hype around it because not only is it the first game of the season, but it's also usually a good matchup, like on paper, a good yeah. matchup. And this is an interesting one, up and coming Detroit versus, versus KC. So I don't know, KC, Super Bowl hangover, every team gets it. It's it's impossible for some reason. Unless you're to, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I, I Yeah, um, but I think the last good one I remember being super stoked about was... Uh, KC, it was the Kareem Hunt game, his coming out party. Oh, yeah. It was was Alex's last year, Alex Smith's last year with the Chiefs. I remember watching that with my friends and being having a good time with that game. But I don't even remember if it was close. I just remember it being a good game. Yeah, I don't remember it being close either. Five years ago. The game that really sticks out to me in terms of Kansas City versus Jared Goff because they have a long history together, actually, of like competing. Mm -hmm. If you remember back a couple years ago, I think it was a 20. 18 season when they were the Los Angeles Rams are still playing at the Coliseum. They had that historic game against the Kansas City Chiefs that went into the 50s. Mm-hmm. That was an incredible game. One of my favorite games I've ever yeah. watched off in Mexico offensive. City. No, 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 no. They were in LA. It was no, like, they weren't. No, they were. Oh, wait. It was supposed to be in Mexico yeah, City. Yeah, you're right. But it got you're, moved totally back right. To you're totally because right. You're totally right. Because Azteca was, was uh, yeah, the not field in was good conditions. Was trash. And the field at Coliseum wasn't that much better. But. Yeah. But it was one of the greatest offensive games I've ever seen, and it, en- and it ended, I believe, with the Chiefs winning. I believe that. Contest. I'm pretty sure it was the Rams. Did the Rams it? win that game? Hold on, let's let's. Uh, there were so many offensive points. I actually Rams, forgot. Chiefs 2018. I yeah, 54-51 Rams. That's right. Yeah, the Rams ended up going ten and one and nine and two. That's yeah, right. so Mahomes tried to lead the last drive but couldn't get it done at the end, and it was just kind of crazy mm-hmm. to see Jared Goff emerge like that. And so now we get Jared Goff versus the Chiefs once more. That's yeah, that's. A, 
What a war. What a war. What a war. Everyone's clamoring. But yeah. I think we got to get into 49ers stock. But I did yeah. bring sticky notes so we can do that thing they do on TNT where we write down some of our bold predictions. Yep. And we'll do these throughout the week. We'll post them on Emil's desk or something. And uh, I just, I, I, you know, I assumed yeah. that would be okay. Absolutely. Okay, okay. We'll, 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 we'll remind, <laughs> I didn't ask. We'll, we'll remind people as well on our first live show on Tuesday, 6 to 7 o'clock here on Sacktown Sports. We'll show off a couple sticky notes. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Till I'm dead. Clock in. Yes. Please clock, clock in and listen. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. Niners talk. Niners it's talk. It's been a weird week. Every so much week has happened. Been a weird week for... 49ers. I, I mean, it's it's well. A, don't say we're unusual. Unusual. Unique. <laughs> don't say weird. Unique. Yeah. It's been a unique Shanahan situation. Does not like the word weird. No, he doesn't. And we're gonna get into that later because I have a lot to say about what transpired Wednesday at 49ers HQ. Think Jimmy was out of line for what he said. He wasn't. No, and we're gonna I we're gonna was pretty tame. We're gonna get into that because I wasn't thrilled with what had happened Wednesday between Kyle yeah. Shanahan with the reporters and kind of how he took some of those comments. I, I was very testy, a very hostile environment uh you could feel the tension building up and how much frustration he has there um but we got to start first because the the underlining story of this week obviously besides the train lance news that was you know that was friday that was last week that's old news yeah but we didn't really talk about it last episode we're doing the show we wrap up and then all of a sudden uh shanahan comes out and announces the qb2 after he said he would wait until week one which i guess was like a lie well, he said like right before week one, so or something like that. So I guess he technically wasn't lying. I think he was doing one of those roundabout lies. He said he would rotate the quarterbacks throughout the regular season. I think he said there was potential for that. Did he say he was actually going to do he that? He said that he might do that. Yeah, yes. he might. Okay, yeah. But he insinuated that that was a possibility. Which is great, but whatever. All that doesn't matter anymore. No, Trey Lance is a Cowboy. Trey Lance is traded to the Cowboys. Yeah. The Niners... Get a little bit of cap space from the move. Shocked they got... Let's All right, let's do it real quick. Yeah. Okay, fourth round pick. Dallas was the only team offering a fourth. There were other teams yeah. like Minnesota. Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo, yeah, involved for this Trey Lance trade. But from what I understand, it was all fifth and sixth. Yes. Dallas comes in. They pull the trigger because I figured they wouldn't want to trade with Dallas necessarily mm-hmm. after meeting them in the playoffs the last two years. Yeah, our rivals. But if they're going to send a fourth, take it. That's, that's a... Get your money and run. That's you're yeah, at that's the blackjack happens. table. Yeah. You hit a blackjack. You're like, all right, I'm done. I'm taking this. I I lost forty bucks, but I'm I'm ta- look. I'm, I'm coming out. Look, not a huge loser. Jerry Jones is the real winner in this whole thing because Jerry Jones. Come is, on, don't say that. Jerry Jones decided. Like Jerry that? Jones decided. I'm not getting beaten out by Buffalo. I'm not getting beaten out by Minnesota. I'm getting my <laughs> new quarterback of the future in Trey Lance. Oh, man, that was a tough accent. That was a tough accent. That was a tough Texas accent you got there. Uh, I think this, I don't want to really even talk about Dallas too much, but I think this will light a fight under Dak. It might make him play better. Uh, Whatever, good for Trey. It really makes me sick seeing him in Dallas gear. Oh, yeah. uh, Because he did a press conference yesterday wearing his little Dallas hat with his stupid little star on top. And um, not stoked about it, but they got a fourth-round pick. Surprising to me. Yeah, they were gonna. Uh, it's over. Yeah. Hopefully, we just don't see Trey Lance in the playoffs. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I I can't wish too much good for him because I just you know you hate the, it's Cowboys. the Cowboys. I dude. get it. Like, yeah, you hate him. Yeah, 
Look, I, I understand it. And that's what was so shocking about this trade is they were willing to do business with one of their arch rivals to get rid of a former, a former franchise quarterback who they would had envisioned leading the franchise wins against them. And now it's slipped around. Trey Lance is the backup to Dak Prescott in Dallas. And with the moves they made this week at cutdown day, getting rid of Will Greer, it's pretty clear that they see Trey Lance as number two. Not over Cooper Rush, who went 5-1 and one last year? I think that the goal is for Trey Lance to be number two. I don't know what they're doing over there, but I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I, I personally think Cooper Rush is the backup, but it really, I this is not a Dallas Cowboys podcast, and I'm not super interesting, uh, but I will say one more thing. It's crazy that Jerry Jones didn't consult Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott oh, yeah. for the trade. That's crazy. I love it. Crazy. I love it. As I say, this is the Dallas Cowboys podcast. I'm telling you this right now. There's a reason for that. Because Dak Prescott has an out in his contract after this season where where Dallas can get out under Dak's deal and, like, save a bunch of money. So it doesn't go well this year, and it doesn't go well with Mike McCarthy. Yank, yank. Seriously, that's Jerry's philosophy right now. This is a contingency plan for the future if something bad happens with Dak here. Yep. Well... uh, Let's go Niners. How about them Cowboys, huh? They're a real disaster, like always. (laughs) Uh, anyways, Niners. Anyways, so let, we want to talk about the roster. Yeah, it's roster cut down. Week. Surprise, surprise cuts. For a you. lot of surprise cuts. Deshaun Jameson. Yeah, I th- I didn't have him on my fifty three at the end because I thought he he lost some steam and Kyle admitted that yesterday he did lose some steam at the end there in the preseason. But my other one was Elam Manning, the offensive lineman who is now in Arizona. who is now in Arizona. He got claimed. He's from Glendale, by the way. So shout out to him. Uh, Glendale, Arizona, Arizona or yeah. LA? Okay. Glendale, Arizona. Yeah. So he gets to play for, which is where the Cardinals are located in Glendale. Uh, so he gets to play for his hometown team, which is really, really cool. But it just goes to show you that, like, this is a hard, hard time for a lot of players. I mean, they made most of their cuts all at once, going from about 85 players to 53 in the matter of an hour, hour or two. And it's hard. You know, you want to keep all of the guys around. There are a lot of guys that impress you in the preseason, but at the end of the day, this is a roster full of elite talent and you know, you got to do what's best to back up that elite talent. And it doesn't always mean the best player. It's about positional needs sometimes. Yeah. Uh, a guy I was happy to see clear waivers. Um, I had to do a little crash course on release versus um, wave. Yeah. Wave. Yeah. So just for the audience, if you're listening, go for it. If you're waived, you're waived as a rookie. And that means that you have to go through a waiver where every team has a shot to sign you. Yep. And if you if you clear those waivers, no one signs you, you're a free agent, technically. Mm-hmm. I assume that's in place so a rookie doesn't get drafted, totally tank their yeah. uh, their stock yep. because they didn't want to play with the team they drafted with. So but and then being released is for a veteran. Uh, if you're released four you years or higher is yeah. is a service number for that, yes. You can you can sign anywhere, anytime. Um so, guys like Chris Conley, Willie Sneed, who are on the practice squad now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy I was happy to see clear waivers, which I was almost certain he wouldn't. I thought Denver would snatch him up. I don't know what Denver used on their claim. This is a 49ers podcast, so I don't care what Denver's doing. No. But Jack Coletto, the backup Yeah. Uh, I was shocked, too. Yeah, so. Coletto was really good in the preseason. Yeah, and a diverse guy. The uh, Everyone's saying the heir apparent to Mr. Kyle Juszczyk. He is. Who has shown no signs of stopping, so it's like we're not going to move on from Juszczyk. But he is in his 30s now. He's a, yeah. he's an older guy for NFL terms, especially for that position, that fullback and running back. Harvard guys hits. live longer. Probably. Yeah, that's true. That's a fact. That's is that really? 
just made it up. I just assume. That's, that's a good fact. I assume the more money you have, the longer you live. Yeah. Well, it so. makes sense. More, 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 you know. Resources. Resources, yeah. Yes, exactly. Anyways, Jack yeah. Coletto. Happy to see him on the roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Deshaun Jameson. A little surprised. Getting a little worried about kick return. Uh, Lat, uh, Latu, Latu placed yeah, on can. IR. So he's at redshirting this year. <laughs> yeah, he's redshirting, which is like, all right. Uh, I mean. And that, frankly, hot take. Mm-hmm. That might be what saved him on this roster. Literally, yes, you're right. Is him being hurt? Yeah, because I don't think he had a he, he had some. He was coming on at the end there, obviously in the preseason. He was coming on. He was having some good moments at the end. Good moments, but not enough to make the. In roster. my in my, in my opinion, opinion, no. Yeah. Um, and I think him tearing his meniscus and ha- going to have surgery now that might have saved him on this roster to you know come back next year and you know make the make make the team because now Braden Willis, uh, their other rookie tight end, is going to be on this roster. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And the tight end, I'm happy about the tight end room. I'm yes. happy about the receiver room. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I'm I'm happy they got Chris Conley on the on the practice squad. Yes. I think he w- I know you're a Willie Sneed guy personally. I am. But I, I think Chris Conley, I, I know he hurt his shoulder with that. How's he doing? I, I He's fine. Checked in on that. He's fine. Yeah. Don't, he, don't worry about that. In terms of guys who hurt their shoulder, though, Danny Gray did go on the short-term IR. Yeah. Um, four he, weeks. He's going to be out for four weeks with the with the SC joint sprain that he has near his collarbone. So that'll open up doors for guys like Willie Sneed and Chris Conley to get you know suit up on game days uh, early on. And then Ray Ray, obviously, they did not put him on IR. They hope he can be back week one, possibly, but more like week two or three. And, well, that leaves room for my guy, Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell's going to be on there anyway. Ronnie Bell. I know. Ronnie Bell is on the team. He's the kick returner. Yeah, he's a he's a kick returner, but will he be punt returning? Probably. Yeah, yeah, he's so gonna both. do both. Double so yesterday, which I'm yeah. very comfortable with. Yesterday at practice, he was the guy taking doing punts and kicks yeah. on, during the practice. So, I yeah. know he had the balls go through his hand twice, two different preseason games that led to pretty devastating plays. Yeah, <laughs> and the arguably the most important thing for returning kickoffs and punts are your hands, but it is a way different. It's a way different experience as a high school football player, as a high school receiver <laughs> myself. Yes, it's different. Me too. Uh, yeah. It uh, yeah. I'm I'm excited to see Ronnie Bell, hard runner, tough guy, smaller baby Debo is what people are calling, which is kind of disrespectful in my opinion. Uh, do he play so physical though? Yeah. I kind of see the comparison with Ronnie Bell though in the punt and kick return thing. I'm just gonna point this out. Deshaun Jameson did fumble a, a, a punt return. Yes, he, he did. He muffed one. Ronnie did not. No. So that that says something, you know. He's able to handle them. I, I I think Ronnie has some pretty sure hands. I just I just think that, you know, rookie laps as it happens in your rookie season, with the, with the drops. I mean, yeah. Uh, one of the, one of the surprises for me was uh, Shamar Jean Charles. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, you did a good job. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Jean Luc Jean. I've been watching Star Trek. Shamar Jean Charles. Yeah, I believe his name was Jean, not Jean. I thought it was J E A N. It is. Yeah. Maybe it's John. I'm, I, again, pronunciation not always. My the best. apologies. Yeah, my apologies. I know Shamar. he's listening, and I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, comes from the Packers. Yep, uh, another corner mm-hmm. for our depth, making corner, up for losing Jamison, yeah, I believe. Yeah, so happy about that. Uh, happy to see Ty McGill. Um, yeah, Ty man. Yeah, yeah. Ty's a dog. Yeah, yeah so. Do not be surprised because, again, Robert Beal, who they kept, is going on IR as well. He's on short-term IR. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to either elevate t- guys like T.Y. McGill, guys like Alex Barrett. You know, these veteran rotational guys that have been around the system for a little bit and, you know, have played well in spots, especially T.Y. McGill. He was very good in the playoffs last year. Yeah. A little shocked. It's it's I guess now that I'm seeing it realizing it, that four wide receivers on the uh, on the practice squad – 
mm-hmm. which is kind of you know, so force kind of a lot. It's a lot for for a sixteen man roster. Because then you much. got because then outside of that you got Danny Gray, Ayuk, Debo, uh, Ray Ray, yeah, Ronnie. All th- all four of those guys you just listed. Five. All five. All, so pretty much everyone you've listed is also a running back. Yeah. In this yeah. offense. Yeah. They they all used. Ayuk's really handoffs. the only one who doesn't really run jet sweeps or anything like and that. And he should be, I think. I, I think I think he'd be great on jet sweeps. I can't even remember a time. Neither I mean, can I. You taking a handoff. Let's uh let's see his rushing yards. It's it's not it's not much. It, he has it, 117 yeah. career rushing yards. Yeah, it's not much. That was a. I'd like to use Debo more in that scheme. They they don't they don't want to put Ayuk between the tackles as much. And I understand that Debo's a lot more dirt, a lot more physical than Ayuk is in that space. But I think Ayuk's such a talented runner with the ball that they should kind of you know utilize him a little more down there. You know, run some some trick play misdirection stuff with Ayuk. You know, yeah. have Ayuk drag defenders over to his side while Debo you know scurries the other side. Yeah, that's just something I've never really thought about before. Ayuk running the ball. Uh, do we want to touch on this Bosa situation? This could be oh. old news as oh. soon as we're done. We have a report on Nick Bosa. No, oh, no, oh. it's from Christian McCaffrey. This is from Dan. Graziano that just came out, I believe, 20 minutes ago. Okay, Four I saw Niners something on the way over. Intend to take Christian McCaffrey off the field more frequently than the Panthers did. Yeah. Pointed yeah. Dan Graziano. Which I am 100% here for. Yeah. If, if he plays 75 to 80% as much as he played in Carolina, that's totally fine. Have you seen the running back room here? Yes, it's great. Yes. Fine. Keep him healthy. We don't need to run him into the ground. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That's a, that's, that's. Yes. But for Great. everyone who drafted Christian McCaffrey number one overall in fantasy, sorry to hear it. Sorry. Um, he's still probably going to put up huge numbers. He's probably going to be scoring the touchdowns and probably. be having 50 yards. He's not, he's still going to have these monster plays. Yeah. It might even be good for fantasy. Whatever, though. <laughs> I'm so terrible at fantasy. But have you matter. not won a league yet? I don't think so. Not oh, like a real Nate. League. I don't think so. Nate. Dude. Yeah, we have our dynasty leagues, and those are brutal. I inherited a team. Oof. That's kind of the one I take the most seriously. And uh, my team, I turned turned it around like four or five years ago. Uh, and I've been in the playoffs for three out of four years, I think. But whatever. This is not fantasy hour either. This is 49ers hour. hour. Um, happy to see McCaffrey getting yeah. less, <laughs> taking less damage, essentially. Absolutely. And if you're throw, if you're every time he's on the field, Mm-hmm. You're going to be confused as a defense, right? Oh, it's, yeah. It's going to it's going to throw a wrench into things. So, bring even if for like like a drive, he's just the third down back or yeah. something like that, or you want to play him at receiver for three plays in a row, go ahead. Yeah, cool. even if they run like ISO form with Kyle Hughes check in the middle at fullback and McCaffrey, you know, regular under center, like they're going to goal line, Dude, you know, snap so it. Good. He runs so hard. He can run that Texas route, yeah. you know, and he cooks people on that Texas route every oh, time. God. It's so simple for him too. I rewatched all the highlights yesterday of uh, as I talk about this. I'll, I'll rewatch football stuff while I'm working out. Yeah, rewatched uh, Niners Seahawks. The uh, oh, yeah. Brock Purdy's first the Thursday night. The white jerseys. Yeah, the rib the, game. The Kittle over the middle. Oh, the fake to Ray Ray. Fake to McCaffrey. That yeah. It's dude that plays me. But anyway, Kittle also had that touchdown. Um, it was like a 25 yard pass. Kittle was wide open. And then he throws off two dudes and runs another twenty five for a touchdown. Oh, and dude! It's like, uh, look, God, I will maintain. Good. I'm. A, I like Travis Kelsey. He's an, one of the best tight ends ever. Arguably the best tight end ever. Mm-hmm. But George Kittle, in my opinion, is better after the catch, running the 
the ball than Travis Kelsey is. Better, I'm going to say better blocker, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, really I, I agree, too. I think when people talk about, like, greatest tight end ever with Gronk and stuff, obviously you could look at the catching set, all the all the pretty things. But Gronk was, like, not an elite blocker defender. He was good, though. He was so big, he was good. I also hate Gronk for what he did, too. I always forget his name. The corner, he dove into him when he was... Uh, oh, that's right. I uh, forgot about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that, that up. That was not good. Yeah, I hated that. But anyway... Uh, and also, I don't yeah. like his little... I'm going in on Gronk. Sorry no, for go, derailing the show. No, but go ahead. I don't like his little. He plays like he doesn't even play dumb. I just think he is like. <laughs> uh, I love. Come on. I don't love Gronk. I have I nothing don't. bad to say about Gronk. I know I you don't. don't like Gronk. I like Listen, Gronk. And I'm a frat boy too. Ooh, okay. No, I'm, I don't think I am. What um, what frat you repping? <laughs> oh, it was Tredavious White. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, I remember just that. Dives into him. I hated that. I hated yeah. that. I know people do dumb things, and you could probably say Fred Warner's done stuff like that. I that's way different. Gronk is like, like two hundred eighty pounds. Maybe not that big, but just no, diving was that big, into dude. like a a two hundred pound corner who's laying on the gr- Gronk was a massive. I'm not a Gronk fan. I'm not a Gronk fan. I don't think he's funny. Wow. I know people think he's funny. It's a hot take. Yeah, this is a real hot take. I like this. This might be the one you write down. I don't. I don't That's, like Gronk. What? And then for what? Are we guessing that something's gonna come out about him? I don't know. And I was right the whole time. I don't know. This is a hot take. I don't like Gronk. This is. Yeah. I feel like not a lot of people feel this way. I I agree. I don't like him though. So, anyways, I like it. Yeah, I like the <laughs> spiciness of this. Yeah. No, I don't. I, There's I, a lot of spiciness coming out of Four Niners HQ though. That's too. a problem with me. Yeah, forty. Yeah. Let's wrap it back. Yes, right. Bring it, bring it back around to 49ers a little bit. Anyway, another surprise before we move off of this from this is on the offensive line. Nick uh, Zakiel, I was shocked made it. I was shocked Nick Zakiel made it onto the 53-man roster because he struggled. He's really struggled in preseason play. I didn't think he was that great, and I don't know what they're totally seeing. Again, Chris uh, Forrester is in charge of their run game coordinator, but um, I just I didn't see it. I didn't see it from him. I didn't see it from Jalen Moore. And Jalen Moore is more positional need because they need, you know, these swing tackles. So you liked Il Manning? I like Il Manning way more. I thought he was actually really good. And I, I'm surprised they let him go go to the waivers because I didn't think he was, he was going to make it through. And he didn't. He did not. He went to the Cardinals. They're another rival. Same with Keish Ishmael. Went to yeah. the Cardinals. Another Very, rival. Yeah. Peculiar they went to the same place. Well, the Cardinals offensive line is literally a hospital ward. And they don't have a quarterback. You know, Josh. You know, Josh Dobbs on a quarterback. Have they not named? A, haven't they not? Named no, a they're, they're going to keep a competitive advantage yeah, until week that, one. Yeah, or something. that's what I'm. Jonathan right. Gannon, man. Whatever, dude. Yeah. Again, 49ers podcast. <laughs> 49ers I, podcast. Yeah, I've been. I'm on one today. We're all on one today. Okay, it's I been didn't a expect to come in this hot. Crazy, crazy week, and that is. I want to state that because yesterday I was at 49ers HQ, and <laughs> talking about Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo with Kyle Shanahan, and as you know. We all know Kyle Shannon does not like to take criticism whatsoever. Doesn't like to be criticized, stands up for his players, has to defend them, all that great stuff. He gets irritated and agitated very, very easily. Well, we kind of pressed about the comments that that Jimmy and Trey uh, have made recently, especially Jimmy's, because Jimmy was very hard on Kyle in terms of what he said, in terms of like, you know, kind of hinting like, Everything wasn't, you know, hunky-dory during that time. Trey was whatever. Trey wanted to move I thought offense. everyone knew this. I thought they were being very open about how it was weird. We like the, Last Jimmy? year. Oh, last year. Yeah, with Jimmy. It's, it's seeming, it was seemed to me that it, it was just kind of an accepted thing. Like, 
like you're having to live with your ex-girlfriend after you broke up or yeah. something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's not an original take or anything. No, it's not. But it's correct but, take. But, yeah. So I thought Jimmy called it weird, right? What's going on in San Francisco. That's, yeah. that's basically and the that, gist of it, you, right? You love, though, when, when, the, when the interviewee asks the interviewer the same question. Yeah. That's how you can tell when something was up. Yeah, that's that's. Do you think? Do yeah, you think? Thing, yeah, 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 that's yeah, how you. That, that's how yeah. you know. And yeah. Cod the same thing to us yesterday. Tell me all about it. Tell me. You want to hear the whole story? I'd like to hear a decent chunk of it. All right, let's do this. So, obviously, Trey Lance had his first uh, presser with the, with the Cowboys on Tuesday. Yes, on Tuesday, and you know he kind of shunned away from the topic of of the trade and the process. You know, I just want to move the chapter. You know, having to be here, all this great stuff. It was a weird situation. I just want to move off it. Well, Jimmy went on with, I actually don't remember who this guy is. Uh, I believe it's SI Now, one of the SI Now guys. Um, and basically was asked about, how do you think Kyle has handled the quarterback situation the last couple of years? And he goes, it's a weird situation, you know. You know, uh, I'm happy for Trey. I'm happy for every, for him finding a new situation. But it's a weird situation that's happened in the Niners. It's weird. And then he flipped it back on to the reporter. So we asked Kyle about this. And Kyle was standoffish. Kyle fired back. He was testy with us yesterday, actually, um, especially with a couple of the bigwig reporters. I won't mention who exactly, but if you saw the clip, you know who. Um, and, yeah, it was just one of those weird things. So, basically, we asked Kyle, you know, do you think, you know, over the years with the quarterbacks and the way it's gone, is that, is that a weird situation to you? And he goes, yeah, you know, it's a weird situation. You know, every time, anytime you take a draft a third, you know, overall pick, you take that to draft your quarterback, it doesn't work out. It's a weird situation. But then he but then he pushes back and he goes, I don't think it's weird though. I think it's unusual. I think it's, you know, just I think it's unusual, not weird. And we're just we're kind of sitting there just like Shanahan had the the source out for this one. Oh, it was it, yeah. it was we're like, wait, weird, unusual, you know, pretty much the same, you know, yeah. synonyms of each other. So we kind of, you know, asked him further questions, you know, what did you make of Trey's comments? What did you make of Jimmy's comments? And I know you noticed this. The answer to both questions was completely opposite of the tone. He was happy for Jimmy or happy for Trey, and he was mad about Jimmy. Yeah, I don't get it, man. There's something up. I whatever. It, I just it, this is never gonna end. It's like it's like this is never. It's like the ex girlfriend stuff is still at his house, and 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 she and he can't give it back for some reason. It there there is some like he thinks it's his. Or there something. is some underlying know. resentment. There between those two. This is my TV. You're not getting it back. It's in my house. <laughs> but I bought it. It's in yeah. my house. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of what happened. And so when when other reporters, you know, pressed him like, you don't think it's weird that this happened and then this happened with Jimmy Garoppolo. He was on the side field practicing last year. You you, you did all this stuff. And, and Kyle looks at the reporter and goes, you know why that happened, right? Remember why that happened? And he goes, well, of course, well, of course, well, of course I do. You know, it's it's just it's a unique situation. And Kyle looks at him and, and smirks and he goes, I agree with that. It's unique. <laughs> okay, we're just yeah, like, yeah, that was the other synonym. Ooh, we're yeah. like, all right. Yeah. So that's something there. Yeah. And we kind of moved off of it. But it was testy. It was intense. It was it mm. was some real tension there. And you could feel the palpability of frustration by having to answer and, you know, be accountable for all this, you know, weird stuff that's happening with the Niners and the quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 dramatic. I don't even need to. It's almost over. We're almost here for regular season. I'm. We hope. I'm. Uh, well, this stuff dies down when the season starts. 
It will. It will. It will definitely. If Brock can stay healthy. Yeah, sure. Yes. Which <laughs> I, did you did you take I Kyle, did you take Kyle's questions about the reps about thing? The reps thing. What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, the, uh, the thoughts on him getting uh, the deload week. Yeah. Um, I mean, on the surface level, I guess you can be worried. Uh, I really try not to think too much about it. I just, wow. I just think we just need to see him play. I'm into. I, I mean, I got the rose covered glasses on. I think, or the crimson covered glasses. You're, you're hopeful. Case. I can tell. I'm hopeful. I, I don't see anything wrong with Brock Purdy. I don't know. I, I do mean, I. He's coming back off this, you know, reconstruction surgery. It's repair. a repair. Yeah, opposite. Um, wasn't reconstruction. Yes, reconstruction. He would not be playing yeah, right no, now. No, <laughs> because that would have been Tommy John. Yep. Um, I I'm not too worried about it. I'm just gonna let them do their thing. Okay. I'm ready to see them play. I'm sick of all this. It's every off season it has been just demoralizing and life sucking. And then the season's usually a lot of fun. So, yeah. I mean, in, unless they lose, then I get sad and angry. Which we're gonna we're gonna get to pred- and predictions of of kind of you know hot takes. I I have hot takes that Nate has. We're gonna get to that in a bit. Because um, we got the sticky notes. We got the sticky notes. Yeah. But no, it's my big takeaway from yesterday because it was a weird day. At Fortnite's HQ, not only with the media, but also because Beyonce was in town. And there was a lot of heightened security. I almost wasn't even allowed into the building because there was just too much going on. The security staff wasn't, you know, about the media that day. They were about Beyonce that day and protecting her, which I understand, but it was a weird day regardless. So we go out to practice. It's like 3 o'clock. Late practice. Weird time to have a practice, right? At 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Not typical for them. Whether more morning or midday. We go out there, and the first thing we see is Kyle Hughes check teaching the backup quarterbacks how to hold field goal kicks. And Wisnowski, right? Wasn't he out there? I saw yep. a video of Wisnowski yep, doing it. He yep. was. Yeah. And I just looked at that and started chuckling. Yeah. Because man, that's not a good look. Yeah. <laughs> and as of right now the Niners do have two kickers. Yep. On uh, they have Zane and Jake and they just signed Fred. Matthew Wright. Yes. Off the cheat or who was with the Chiefs going to the practice squad? He's former Steelers kicker, which might be the reason why they signed him. He was on the Chiefs, though, right? I believe he was. You're correct. But he had his biggest stint was in Pittsburgh, I believe, played four games, and he um, kicked at Heinz Field or Acrisure Field. I don't know how to say it. Um, The new stadium they have in, in, in Pittsburgh, the new name they have for it in Pittsburgh. Um, He's kicked there, so he's used to that. So that might be why they signed him. Because he is used to kicking in Pittsburgh, which is a hard place to kick, especially for a rookie kicker and Jake Moody with the wind and all that great stuff. So if Moody is not healthy by week one, which everything seems to be trending to, he's going to be fine. He'll be back week one, no problem. If he's not, they got a guy who has some experience kicking at Heinz Field, which is, that's good. Something, yeah. Hopefully not a lot of field goals being kicked and it's touchdowns point after the kicks. And Against Pittsburgh's defense, you might need the field goals. Uh, okay. I'm just I'm just being honest. Yeah. We'll defense. talk more about that in our next live week. show. Yeah, next Previewing week. week one, which is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, but now... Hot no, t- do you want to touch on Bosa real quick? Because this yes. could be old news right away. I just want to gauge your temperature. I don't have much to say. One to ten, what's your level of worry? I'll give you mine while you think. Mine's three. It's very low. Okay. Obviously, they're not trading him. They're not trading. That's stupid. The only that's trade would be for Mahomes. <laughs> right? That's I, the only trade. Yeah, that's just it's stupid. Like Okay, the, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a three. What are you at? Four. 
Okay, so you're one ahead of me. I so you're always if, trying to outdo me. I, I am. <laughs> if I was trying to do, if I was doing like a percentage, seventy five seventy five percent chance that he signs by week one. There's no problem whatsoever. But there is now a twenty five percent chance he does not suit for week one, which okay. is more than we had in the summer. It's more than we had a month ago. You know, we're getting and you can kind of feel the the worry, the doubt. The, the, the pressure that John and Kyle are under right now with this, with just their answers, because they're both like, we expect to be done by now. We expect him to be back right now. When do you think it's done by? This weekend, probably. Either this weekend or, or Monday. It, it, it's very much a Labor Day thing, um, yeah. which is, which is again, again, very, very much a Labor Day thing. Of, oh, it's a slow news cycle. It's Labor Day. Let's get out some Nick Bosa news. Let's bury it under the holiday. Why not? Yeah. You know, I think it gets done. I, I just think the Niners day. dragging their feet. What the hell is the point? We're working on Labor Day. We are. We're getting a lot of money for that. We're getting double time, holiday pay. We are. Yeah, we're doing a show. It's going to be a spicy one. You better better be listening, everyone. Yeah. Anyways, happy Labor Day, everybody. (laughs) Happy Labor Day. (laughs) We'll wish you Labor Day on Monday as well. Yeah. But no, in terms of Nick Bosa, he's going to get his back. There's no doubt about that. He's the best player on the team. They know that. But the problem is that the Niners want to make this so cap-friendly, and they're trying to, you know... Get a little too cute with it. They need to buckle down. I think they are cute. What do you? They get cute. They no, they get cute. Yeah, they get cute with stuff. And they and with Nick Bosa, especially after what happened with T.J. Hawkinson today, which which I don't know if you saw. No, T.J. Hawkinson reset reset the tight end market today. Ooh, four, good for him. He's he's a good tight end. Man. Four years, sixty four million dollars. Crazy, you got to reset the tight end market today. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't Nick Bosa hold out and ask to reset the edge market? Why wouldn't he? He should. He has every right to. He was the best player the, on defense last defensive year. Defensive player market. Yeah. More than that. Yeah. He's why 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 wouldn't he? Honestly. So I have no problem with what Nick's doing. The Niners need to realize that this is a player's league. And at that point, just pay the man and move on. Because what they don't need now is more distractions. They need a win right now. They need a PR win. Get this done. <sighs> yeah. They need a freaking PR win. So bad. Yeah. And so you know bad. what? You know what cures that? What? Right, wins on the football field. It does, but they're not going to win that much without Nick Bosa. Yeah. I mean. No, they're not. They can win games. Their defense is nowhere near the same without Nick Bosa. I know that, but they're still elite. They're still a good team. I think Nick Bosa changes that landscape entirely. He's that good of a player. Oh, yeah. Nick okay. Bosa I'm probably not arguing. Yeah, by yeah. himself gets two, three wins. Yes. Yeah, yeah. A couple of crucial sets. Which is the difference yeah. between wild card, divisional, or not being in the playoffs. Super Bowl. And that's what we need. Yes. You, and look, Bosa's been talking about all year, you know, preserving my body, you know, preparing for a 22-game season, not an 18-game uh, week season. Pay the man, pay John. Him. Pay the man. We know you're listening, Mr. Lynch. We know you're listening, Kyle. All right. We're done with that. We're done. Let's have some fun now. Let's have some fun now. Let's, so. Yeah. As I've said several times, yes, I brought sticky notes today. Whoop, whoop. I brought sticky notes, and I'm having fun. Yep, I brought some sticky notes, and here's my hot take that I have that I made during free agency. I think Cleveland Farrell gets six or more sacks. Is that a hot take, or should I say seven? No, I like this. Is, that's a hot take. Six is hot enough. Yes, it is. Okay, because I think I'm a little worried about it. So I think that means the hot take. <laughs> I like that one. I didn't even think of that. That's a good one. That's my uh yeah, that's that's I'm I'm in on that. I'm I'm I went 
I was high on Cleveland Farrell when they signed him. I think he gets a second chance. I've said this several times before, but I think he's going to have a... Um, Dude, they like what they see from Cleveland Farrell, let me tell you. He's going to have... They're liking um, a lot. Oh, my God. Ebicom season. He's going to have an Ebicom season I where see it. he plays well, well here and gets paid somewhere else. He's really taken well. He's they, playing for vet minimum. Uh, right now for the Niners. He is. And Here, I think he can make like upwards to eight to ten million next year. I believe so. Here's the quote yesterday from 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 them about Cleveland Farrell. I think it was John Lynch that said this. Cleveland Farrell is a 49er. The way he plays, he is a 49er. And that's huge. That's huge. Because if he can adapt to the Niner system and Chris Casera's teaching this quickly, it's gonna translate to the football field, no doubt. No doubt in my mind. I think Cleveland Farrell is hundred percent prime for a a a good rebound year, probably his best year of his career. And maybe that's four sacks, maybe that's six sacks, but it's going to be the constant pressure of being in the backfield is going to be important for him. Yeah, and being rotated, Mm -hmm. uh, being a part of a rotation where he's not the main focus. You know, that I think that that gives those kind of players, this uh, this defense gives those kind of players more opportunities Mm -hmm. when you're not carrying all the weight. Yeah, absolutely. You got a hot take? Yeah, I got a hot take. What is it? The San Francisco 49ers finish under 11 and a half wins. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how hot that is. Fine. San Francisco 49ers win 10 games this season. Okay. And barely squeak by in the division. Very negative of me. Yes. The vibes are not great right so now. So barely win division? Barely. Like, the Seahawks are a game back. Like, they're on their heels. Okay. Um, Ten games, I mean, from just a visual standpoint, 10 versus 11 is a huge. I guess it's less huge now with 17. But I always, every time I've always, I always feel like there's a big difference when it was a 16-game season, an 11-5 and team versus a 10-6 and team. I was like, okay, eleven and five, you're an upper echelon. Like, yeah, I feel like that that was the cutoff for me of what teams are Super Bowl contenders and which aren't. Yeah, ten and six is like you kind of maybe won some games you shouldn't have, lost some games you shouldn't have, and they're that's going to be the season for the Niners. Okay. I'm just I, the vibes are not good right now. Okay, the vibes are not good. You can feel it when you're there. Yeah, yeah. I'm being honest. I'm being real here, guys. You can feel the palpable tension. Pressure makes diamonds. Of, of, yes, it does. But sometimes pressure boils over. So, you can only cook so much with the water. Sometimes the water boils over. And I feel like it could boil over this year a little bit. I'm going to say, I got one more for this. No, keep going. Yeah. Your yeah. Turn. I don't want to do too many. I think we should do one of them kind of like we, we do them as the season unfolds. Yeah, too. absolutely. Kinda, kinda. But we should at least get three each. Three each right now? I don't have three each. I have two. I didn't want to do three. Well, then I'll do three. Okay. And you do two. I'll have five total. I didn't prep that much. Come on now. Um, I think Christian McCaffrey has the most touchdowns he's ever had in his career this season. So wow. this could be passing, total, rushing. Yeah. yeah, total touchdowns. Wow. I like this. This is a, this is a I mean, let me look up the number and just let you know what it is. Yeah. Um, that would be nine. That would be 19 is his, his highest. So that'd be 20 touchdowns or more. Okay. It's a lot. Yep. It's a lot. Yep. And we're just, are we talking regular season? We're we talking everything. Everything. Okay. I don't have those stats on me right now. I do some more research. Well, he's played in how many playoff games? Yeah, but last year, how many touchdowns did he have in the playoffs? Well, he had one against the Eagles, an angry one yep. against the Eagles. I think he had he had one, one against Seattle. Seattle. I think he had one against the Cowboys. 
on the goal line against the Cowboys. I might have. I had to, remember, I had to go back. That's twenty-two. Uh, I'll do some more research to confirm that, but yeah. We have dead air. You can't leave dead air. I'm <laughs> okay, my turn. Yeah. My turn. And we're going to stick running back. Man, the syntax on this sentence I'm writing is very bad. <laughs> so that's, that's running back. Sorry. Former starter Elijah Mitchell ah. will be traded by the trade deadline. Oh, like that one. A la Jeff Wilson Jr. from last year. Look, there's too many mouths to feed, right? And the issue with Elijah Mitchell, and it has been for the last two years, is injury. He can't stay healthy. He's, he had two MCL sprains to both knees last year. Just want to say that. Both knees had an MCL sprain last year. Then he had an abductor thing this year. Now, now here we are. So he's healthy. He's going to be good for week one, I believe. But the guys behind him... J.P. Mason, Jordan Mason, and Ty Davis-Price. Yeah, Ty Davis-Price looks amazing. They have taken a step up. And because of this, the Niners' are ability to churn out diamonds like poop. I mean, they, they at running back. Churn out diamonds like poop? At running, like, honestly, like they, they, just, they crap out these running backs, it feels like. Honestly, I don't get it. I don't know how they keep doing it. Like, from Raheem Mostert to, to Jeff Wilson Jr. to Ty Davis-Price to, to Jordan Mason, an undrafted player, to freaking... Jerry McNichols, who they picked off the off the, off the oh, street man. and looked yeah. good in practice. Yeah. Like so it doesn't matter. It's, it's a plug and play. It feels like sometimes, unless you're Christian McCaffrey, it's like plug and play. So because of that, the Niners need to maximize their draft capital. So what does that mean? Hey, can we get a fourth rounder for for Elijah Mitchell? Sure, giddy up. Let's do it. That's the reality. All right, I got one now. Go for it. Oh, I'll do a negative one since okay. mine have been all positive. That means yours has to be positive. Your last one has to be positive. Okay, It will be. Okay. I'm going to say Jake Moody will not be the kicker by the time the playoffs start. Ooh, yeah. I like this. I'm I'm worried about Moody. Run, run through your take. Uh, he's already been injured. Yep. He's looked horrible in games. I know everyone talks about how great he is in practice. Okay. It's for a kicker. That's dull. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, this is just how I feel. Oh, I get it. Oh. Uh. So... Uh, he can change that, and I'd like this to be wrong, but whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying we'll not be kicking by the playoffs, so it could be injury, it could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like this. Kicking like for the Niners. <laughs> Nate's just writing it down right now. I appreciate this. Um, okay, my last one, right? Yeah? Yes. Okay. Hold on. I have such bad handwriting. And this pen sucks. And I'm oh, I sticky notes, dude. My handwriting is like you I'm can't read it. It looks like Picasso, honestly. <laughs> my handwriting looks like Picasso. Oh, so that was kind of a backhanded compliment on yourself, or like a like an underlying compliment. Is it? Yeah, because you're calling yourself an artist. I mean, I am. I'm a, I'm a writer. Let's <laughs> not act like I'm not. I'm kind of an artist too. We're we're all artists. My dad is. We're all artists. My yeah. my mom actually is an artist, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I got to get the creative side from her. Anyway. Funny story real yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my dad draws people when we're in public. Oh. He has a sketchbook. He draws people. He's like legit. Like That's awesome. Yeah, so he'll draw people and then give them the drawings on the way out, and you get different <laughs> responses. It's very interesting. Uh, he makes a lot of friends, though, doing it. Like, people love him. They're obsessed with That's him. That's cool. Andy Littlefield. Andy Littlefield. Andy! Yeah, he... Uh, so, we're at Buffalo Wild Wings, uh-huh. uh, his favorite spot, because he works... He gets off work at like 10.30. So we'll go to Buffalo wow. Wild Wings on a Tuesday. He'll get his wings. He'll draw people. But 
he starts drawing this guy and this guy comes up to the table and he's like, what's up, man? How's it going? It's good to see you just real quick. And I'm like, I recognize him. I definitely recognize that guy. Oh boy. Turns out that guy was Jason Anderson, the reporter uh, for, uh, the sack B. Oh my gosh. Um, and I ended up, we sat sitting and talking to Jason Anderson for a while. Uh, <laughs> I knew him. Yeah. We, it was just a weird world. My dad was drawing him while he's sitting there at the, it was, it was, it was cool. What are the odds? Weird, weird, weird. Scenario. Yeah. So, Thanks, Pops, for opening that door for Shout me. Shout out Andy. Yeah. Shout out, who's listening to this podcast, I'm assuming. I think so, yeah. He He's excited be. for us to be live. I'm excited for so, him to listen to. Yeah. That's awesome. I, yeah. lo- I love to hear that. So mm-hmm. um, my final uh, hot take for now, for the 2023 49ers season, wide receiver Brandon Ayuk will have more yards receiving than Debo Samuel. Yeah. Okay. I'm on board for this. Yeah. I'm on board for this. L- look, it, I... <sighs> How many times do we? I gotta tell y'all, Brandon Ayuk is the best. Just receiving yards. I said receiving yards. Yeah. I said receiving yards. Yeah. I didn't say total. I said receiving yards. It could be total though too, but I'm, I'm just sticking receiving yeah. right now. Brandon Ayuk is the best pass catcher on the 49ers and has been for two years. I'm not kidding. I'm honestly being serious with everyone here. I'm being so serious. I'm serial. Um, Brandon Ayuk is the best wide receiver on the 49ers. His hands are like magnets. His route running is top of top five in the Except NFL. Except for that possibly. one play, and everyone knows what I'm talking. about. I know about. what you're talking about. Yeah. But it bothers me. To Don't this even day. bring it up. Yeah. Bothers me this day. Yeah. One of the great. If that catch happens, it's one of the greatest plays in Niners history. Yeah, and if you don't know, you should know. Yeah, that's you, it. You should that one Brock right. pretty play. Yes. Anyway, um, Brand Ayuk is prime for a breakout season. And what's funny is that last year was a breakout season, a thousand yards for the first time, right? But this year it's about making the Pro Bowl about making the All-Pro. It's about setting himself up in year four for the year five extension, which is coming. B-A-2-K. B-A-2-K. Dude. 2,000 yards. He's going to break no, the record. No, no. <laughs> look, B-A... When that, I, look, there's still a lot of mouths right. to feed, right, in this offense. So I'm not going to be over outlandish like Brian Ayuso and get 1,500 you know, receiving yards. He's going to be one of the leaders in, in the NFL. No, 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 no. I have 12, 1,200 or higher, though. Honestly, I have 1,200 or higher for Brian Ayuso. As long as he stays healthy, he can get 1,200 or more. Yeah, with yards. the 17-game season, for yep, sure. Absolutely. I think he's going to be really utilized this year. I think Brock Purdy has grown up big rapport with him. Same, same with Debo, I will say. But I think Brandon is one of Brock's guys, out wide especially. And their timing is really, really good. And you saw that in the preseason as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are my those three are hot takes. takes. Those are good takes, and we'll revisit them. And Great work, we'll, man. We'll uh, we'll attack each other for them, and it's going to be good. Yeah, it'll be good. It's good. I think that's the show, though. Yeah, that's, that's Bosa the show. sign. Everyone sign and Niners win the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. Hopefully, Nick Bosa will have signed by then. If not, we're gonna have a whole conversation about that again because you know I don't want to do that. Does it make you sad? I just don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> this this podcast is just me whining. I think it's okay. You're the you're the Niners fan. I'm the reporter. I I, res- I appreciate it. I appreciate you because your insight is something I don't have. You have to bring an idiot in, and I get it. I wanted you to bring an idiot in, and I get it. Niner idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, I'll be back with this idiot next Tuesday. (laughs) I'll be back with this idiot next Tuesday live on Sacktown Sports 1140, 1140 a.m. on your radio dial, 6 to 7 p.m. Every single week. I'm still chuckling to that, too. Every single week, 6 to 7 p.m. here on Sacktown Sports. For the rest of the season, we're going to be doing some fun stuff, a lot of gimmick stuff, a lot of real ranting and takeaways. We're going to have conversations about it, the real ones, what's happening at Niners HQ, what's happening with the players, What's going on with the coaches? And just, you know, 
all things 49ers because that's what we are. We are the home of the Niners, and that's pretty much it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. You too. Thank <laughs> you.